All right. Hey, this is Jeff and John. We're from the other side of the pulpit. Starting another, another podcast today. It's uh, February the fourteenth. This is Valentine's Day. Uh, so what did, what happened? John brought me a biscuit, and so we ate it. Or I ate my biscuit. He ate his. So anyway, uh, we're from the other side of the pulpit. Um, we get together. We talk about uh, stuff. stuff. Uh, <laughs> we've been sitting here eating our biscuit and talking for the last thirty minutes, and just had an excellent conversation. And John said, you know, we should be recording this. And I said, yeah, we should. So we're starting. Um, but uh, John's a preacher's kid, and I'm a preacher with kids. And, and together, we study the Bible. And uh, he helps me uh, uh, with being a preacher's kid. And I, and, um, and I understand what his dad went through having to deal with him. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no, you, don't, yeah. no, you ain't got a clue yet. Your kids are not quite old. Yeah. So we're going to start with prayer, and then we'll get going. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you, Father, for all your many blessings. Lord, we ask you to just touch anyone who listens to this podcast. Father, we ask you to be with each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm, I'm going to make a deal with you right here in front of God and everybody. All right. I'm not going to tell anybody we've been eating in the church if you want. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if the pastor finds out, he'll probably have a duck. <laughs> he probably, we're know, not, that's, that's one of the cardinal roots you can't eat in church. But you said, especially the sanctuary, which you, I, I say people do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why that rule is in effect, right? Oh, I do, I do, I do. The rule is in effect not because it's disrespectful to be eating in church or drinking in church, but people are nasty. Well, that yeah, that's part of it, and then you know you're spilling something on the carpet, and then and and then it stains and you get rats and. Well, of course, you know if you go back to the old days that I came from, you're not supposed to have carpet in church anyway. That's true, unless it's red. That's right. We do have red carpet. Yeah, we do have red. Carpet. And when we remodel, it will not be red again. And you're not supposed to have padding on the benches either. Yeah, we or do. Theater seats or anything else like that. They're supposed to be these. We're gonna put recliners in. We're gonna get rid of the pews and put recliners in. Some of the people. They, they try to sleep, but they can't get comfortable in the pew. <laughs> it's, it's, All right, look, we got to get started, John. Meanwhile, oh, yeah, back at the ranch. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you a question, and I've been rolling this over, and I'm, there's just so much involved in this thing, but I'm gonna ask, i am going to i got to ask you a question, and I don't think we have ever, 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 in our determination and all of our discussions, we have ever come up with a reasonable fact seemingly there of any kind of answer okay what's the difference between perseverance and stubbornness perseverance and stubbornness that's a good question john what's the difference between stubbornness and self-righteousness when i I, when i think of perseverance so i think of uh, someone who is going through things and no matter they're, they're they're continuing to go through it even though things are are tough stubbornness well i feel like puts us in the we're, we're and and i think it's it's almost like they're interlo- interlocked but they're separate and together to say it's kind of like circles you know where the circles cross over because uh, now we're going somewhere with this. So yeah, just hang on to the thought, okay? Because we're going somewhere well, in this conversation. I figure we are, but perseverance to me, you can persevere without being stubborn. But sometimes stubbornness helps you persevere because you've got to say, "I'm, I'm going to get through this no matter what." And and when I'm thinking about perseverance, I'm I'm thinking about you know, um, 
You get the last one. <laughs> Hash rounds. You're thinking about the uh, like a, when somebody is diagnosed with cancer, they they didn't get themselves in that situation, but they can either just roll up in a ball and and, and die, or they can they can struggle and, and persevere through that for many more years, depending on the cancer and and all that. Um, I had a friend of mine who fought a battle of cancer for way longer than they thought he would, you know, with the type of cancer he had, but he just he just didn't give up, and uh, he went through. He had COVID with it and other things. So I, I just – but I think stubbornness is one of those things that that you could use if you're going to persevere because I'm not giving up no matter what. But stubbornness can also mean I'm not going to make a change even though I know I'm going in the wrong direction. Like I, if, I'm, if I'm persevering through something, I look around and go, hey, I don't need to be in here this is the wrong direction, then I can make a change in my life and persevere in a different way. Stubbornness might keep you from making that change. Well, what's, what's the difference between stubbornness and faith? Can you, can you be stubborn and have faith? I am, yeah. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> can, you be, can you be stubborn and not have faith? I think so. Where's the, where's the fine line? Where's the dividing line between stubbornness and faith? Because, you know, people have, oh, I have faith that I'm going to be cured of this. And, and I've, I particularly had an aunt and uncle or a cousin. I, don't know, I always call them aunt and uncle, even though they wasn't aunt and uncles. They was more like cousins, first, second, or third cousins. But they believed all the way up to the day that they died that they, was going, they were going to be healed of their maladies. Yeah. I mean, I mean, stubbornly, adamantly believed that, that God, through their faith, was going to heal them. Mm-hmm. And they died. Of the same problems that they believed God was going to heal them of. You, you see what I, I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, did, it's, did it's, they stubbornly believe or did they truly have faith? Which comes back to what, the, you know, to what a lot of times we look at in the Bible when we say that faith without works is dead. I mean, they, they did all the things that they were told to do to receive that healing. Yes, but... but then, and, and, and let me tell you why I'm bringing this up is because I see so much, so much, so much of this prevalent in the doctrine that we have today. I oh. saw it coming through all this last political brouhaha that we went through. Mm-hmm. I mean, how people just adamantly spoke this thing, uh, and it never came about. It never came to fruition. I know people that spent, I, well, I don't personally know, but people that were extremely wealthy, that spent scads and hordes of money pouring into all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know what they got out of it? What? Nothing. So what does that do to a person's faith or a person that says, and this goes back to the conversation that you and I had about what does it mean to be a person of faith? Well, let me, let me drop back because, see, here's my thing on that. Um, you, know, you know as well as I do, I've got a child with epilepsy and she, mm-hmm. she has seizures and um, it would be easy for me as a Christian and a pastor and, um, to look and go, why do we need to take her to get medicine because... Um, you know, God's going to heal her of this, right. and He can heal her from this. Right. And when the and the doctors have all said from the day they found out, they started doing tests on her, tests on her. Five months old, she's fourteen now. Mm-hmm. Five, she'll be fifteen this summer. Five months old, 
they told us, they said, she'll grow out of them. Mm -hmm. She's 14 and a half, and she has not grown out of them. Mm -hmm. It's been 14 years and two months since they said she would grow out of them, and she has not grown out of them. And so, but when, what age do you grow out of? And they all shrugged their shoulders and said, we don't know. It's different for everybody. Said mm -hmm. she might be a grown-up, but she might be two. And obviously she wasn't two because she's 14. And she hadn't had any in, in May will be a year. But um, still, it's a, the, the, the issue is um, I, I pray for her. Mm -hmm. And if God so heals her, that is great. Um, um, but sometimes we get caught up in our in our finite minds about praying for certain things mm -hmm. that is, that's not what is in God's plan. It's got to be in the will of God, mm -hmm. um, and, and things are, are it, there's so much. I think that sometimes stubbornness can get in your way of faith and works. Mm -hmm. Uh, faith without works is dead, but but works will not get you into heaven. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference. See, um, like Bailey doesn't. We don't. We don't just kind of go. God's gonna heal her because of our faith. We look and go. I got such. I got stuff to be doing. So our life does not rotate around Bailey's seizures. Our life rotates around. God and what God wants us to do and and then when we have a seizure we just kind of pause from from what we're doing to take care of the seizure and then we go back to do it so you, and, and when I say pause it's like if you're having a heart attack and you're and you're sitting there feeding the, the hunger you got to stop and take care of the heart attack before you can go back to feeding the hunger but but I think that people have missed I feel like people are looking at it in the wrong light if they go, well, this is what, this is just because there was, there was people healed in the Bible, but how many people were never healed in the Bible? Right. Well, and, and of course, one instance I'm thinking of right here, even modern day, uh, there, there was this young man that uh, his mother and dad were missionaries. Mm -hmm. They were in the foreign field. Mm -hmm. uh, she became pregnant. Mm-hmm. Every doctor that they went to said you should not have this child. This child's going to be extremely deformed. Mm -hmm. You should you should abort the child. You know, uh, or either that or make preparations for if you do decide to go through full term with this, make preparations for a place to put him where they can care for him. Well, guess what? The dude's named Tim Tebow. Right? Is he deformed? No. Some of the some of the political pundits do, do say that he's mentally ill because of his political and religious. He did go to uh, Florida, and not Georgia. So I well, guess you know there's there's that there's an argument there for I'm the mental issues. Argue with Oregon. <laughs> I mean, he could have went to Oregon too. Okay, he I'm a Georgia a fan though, he, so he could he could become a duck. Okay, <laughs> but you see where I'm going with that. I say, exactly, but you know her attitude was not. Uh, my child's gonna be okay. Her attitude was, "I'm gonna, I am going to love the child God gives me." Right. I've got a friend of mine who has, um, well, take me and Stephanie um, with Bailey, and Mason's got club feet. And when he was born, he, his feet was all twisted up, mm -hmm. and we've spent enough money on his feet to buy a brand new car. Mm -hmm. If we'd had all the money, the insurance money. 
that we that was paid to a hospitals. Really nice brand new and, car. And and all the money we put into it, not counting the travel traveling back and forth to Atlanta doctors and stuff like that, just the the major surgeries and the, and the pay in the doctor mm-hmm. business. We could me and Steph could both be driving nice cars. Mm-hmm. And and uh, mm-hmm. I mean the doctor man, he comes up and and he he parks where we can see. He's like you know y'all your son bought that that Mercedes out mm-hmm. there. You know he doesn't really. Yeah, but I got an orthopedic surgeon that way. <laughs> hey, yeah, man, I appreciate that new hospital. You're the bionic man. You've had a lot yeah. of joints replaced. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, see. We, we, and this friend of mine that's got, they've got a daughter with Down syndrome, and somebody made a statement to him, said, you know, we hate, she said, no, no, God gave us the child that we needed mm-hmm. to, to make our family complete. It's all in how you look at things. Well, and see, that's what I'm folding back into right there. Yes. If I've got, I've got, I struggle with weight issues. Um, Oh, I quit struggling that long time. Ago. Look, if sometimes you yeah, just give in, see, like, okay, you don't even really you don't understand. See, I watch what I eat to stay this fat. <laughs> if I didn't watch what I ate, I wouldn't be able to fit through the door. Oh, I Do watch everything was, I eat. I see it right before it yeah, goes in my mouth. But know? see, it, I got, and it shouldn't be that way because there's people in Botswana, you know, that are, is our mothers told us that are starving. I've got friends that eat all the time. And if I ate as much as them, I wouldn't be able to fit through the through the door, and and that's the 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 thing I, I look at is I, I don't ponder I, I I don't sit there and go oh I just you know oh woe is me if I, you know God wants I want to be skinny or whatever I just look at it and go okay I'm gonna watch what I eat mm-hmm. and um, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna do what I can do to to not gain weight and if I can lose a little bit of weight that's great too. But I've got stuff that's more important than that. Mm-hmm. I've got to. I've got to to lead somebody. I got to show people how to get to Christ. I've got to teach the Word of God. And so I think people that that are focused too much on the the importance of God's going to heal me if God. Now I will. I, I'll be honest with you. I prayed. I prayed a selfish prayer. Uh, I was like, Lord, you know, a friend of mine. Uh, the doctor said he could die or he could live. Mm-hmm. He said, it's all, he goes, we've done all we can do. He said, he looked at me, he goes, you're preaching. It's up to you now. I said, well, I'm praying. Well, I started, I literally, I started praying. I said, Lord, I said, uh, I know, I know he, you may be ready for him. I said, but there's a lot of information this guy's got that I need to get. Yeah. And I said, I want, I want, I, I, I said, I need more information from this guy. Yeah. Kid you not, I quit praying, and he was, he was, they called me, they, they sent a text. I finished praying, my phone beat, I looked over, and I was riding down the road, so I wasn't going to read the text, but you know how it, it'll, it'll come up on the screen, and it just simply said, he's awake. And, and so, you know, I, I do believe God heals. Oh, absolutely. I, but I also absolutely. believe. I'm, I'm, I'm personal witness of Yes, that. but. It's happened to me. Yes, I hadn't told you about that. I will. Maybe I will one day. But but see, here's here's the thing about it though. Even even in our finite minds, we don't understand sometimes that God gave us within ourselves, within our creation, Mm -hmm. that He created us a mind that can will ourselves into certain positions. Right now, how do I say that? You look at these professional athletes that are so ungodly. 
And I do. I I, I literally mean that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, uh, you look at the incredible athlete that Daryl Strawberry was. Mm-hmm. I, I'm talking top-level baseball player, right? Mm-hmm. But what happened? God had given him a talent. And, and what did he do with that talent? He used that talent mm-hmm. to get to a certain point, but yet at the same time, he was living a complete life opposite of God. Right. Involved in drugs and immorality and running around with his wife and, you know, drinking and all that. Every, any, any kind of sin that I've done. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden, God comes into his life and changes him mm-hmm. from the inside because he realizes his sin. Mm-hmm. One, because there was a dude on his ball team that was just as talented as he was that was very quiet Christian. But he lived a godly life before him. He had things, he, he had a certain sense of satisfaction about him that Daryl Strawberry saw. Mm-hmm. Just through the life that he lived. Mm-hmm. All right. I said all that to say this. Who was doing it out of faith and who was doing it out of... Out of uh, uh, Stubbornness to achieve that same level of performance. You see what I'm yeah. talking about? Athletes, athletes. You're talking about people that have persevered through all kinds of. Tr- uh, I think about race car drivers now too. Mm-hmm. Just stubborn, just nasty, and just I mean, liquor drinking, moonshine running, you know. But yet they made it to the pinnacle of their of their talent and their ability to do what they did because they're intelligent. They stubborn. Through things. Mm-hmm. Now, where does faith come into that? Cannot people of faith do the same things? Mm-hmm. Where's the line between faith and perseverance? See that. You, you, you see where I'm yeah. coming with all this? And I may have the definition of perseverance <laughs> not exactly right in the way I look at it. I'm not saying, you know, because I, I look at like. Um, well, we, we have an, an idea of perseverance and faith because of what society has taught us. That's true, world. yes. But you're right, John. Um, we I mean, have a, Sometimes I think people, people put a hold on things because um, they, they don't know. I, was, Ray, I won't say the guy's name was Ray Lewis. Um, he, was a, he played football for University of Southern California. Mm-hmm. He was a Christian. He also played football for the New York Giants and one other professional team. But now, and, and 16 years ago, he was going around um, giving uh, mm-hmm. uh, speeches and encouragement, and but more importantly, he was teaching people about Christ. Mm-hmm. And this man standing up there, and he is strong as a bull. And to tell you how strong he is, he had a, a piece of steel. And he got two average sized teenagers to stand up there and hold on to the end of it and he he lifted them up above his head with mm-hmm. that to show how strong that steel was and then he took and bent the steel mm-hmm. rod okay which brings me to mind Paul Anderson well and and here's to, and, and and then he had a whole thing on on uh, uh that steel was straight but he made yeah. it into a U and he goes that's your repentance is a U yeah and uh, he said, but look at that. You go down. It's easy to go down, but it's hard to go back up. So to make that U-turn, you got to go back up. Yep. Make, and it's to struggle. But, but here's the thing. He said, and I'll never forget this until I get dementia. He said, um, 
People ask me all the time, did I take steroids and I, did I do drugs and take steroids to help me get to be as big and strong as I am? And he says, I'll tell them the same thing. I'll tell them about getting to heaven. There's no shortcut. There's only one way to do it and do it right. And he said, to get to heaven, you got to go through Jesus Christ. And to get as big and strong, you got to work hard for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's no shortcuts. And he goes, the people who take the shortcuts they hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, in the long run, they suffer a lot. And he said, I never took those drugs. And um, and I may have his name. I don't think it's Ray. It wasn't Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was um, a football player, but it's not the same guy. I can't remember the guy's name now. So it was not Ray Lewis. I just want you to know it was not Ray. I, um, um, Ray Lewis, I think, played for um, another football team, and he was, he, he was not. And uh, – it may have been a guy named Davis. I can't. It's been 16 years, John. Right. 20 more years, I'll remember his name. Do we remember what we had for breakfast just a while ago? No. Okay. But I rest my case. There you go. That's why I said another 20 years would be 36 years ago. I can remember it. I know from, <laughs> I, I know from personal experience, though, that just because you get mentioned does not mean that you're going to – there's certain things in that. It's like, how did she remember that? I know. I know. I was just being funny. But, oh, I know. But I, here's I, the I, thing. Anyway. This football player whose name I can't remember, I remember him saying, I'll never forget, he was up there, and he said, there's no, there's no shortcuts. So, Christians that that ex- excel in their fields have found their walk in life, and they are godly in doing what they're doing. But there's somebody that is not godly that is excelling in the same field, just like you said. There's there's people. This guy was. This guy that was a football player, he played for University of Southern California. He said he was a freshman there, and um, here he is with all these people. And he said they were. He goes. He goes. I was the only Christian in the locker room, and he said he looked around and and um, and had an opportunity to witness to all, to these guys. And so I, I say that to say. God created everybody. I have my strengths and my weaknesses. You have your strengths and your weaknesses. But to excel in what God has created us to do has a lot to do with um, our work ethic, our self-will um, to do what we're supposed to be doing, to do the be- to be the best that we can be. Where if you don't, if you just looked and said, well, if God wants me to be the best baseball player, I'll be the best baseball player and go out and try out for baseball. No, I can't. I'm not. First of, first of all, um, I don't. I have the high hand coordination, but I'm short and fat. So uh, I make a really good hockey goalie because I cover up the goal. But I can't ice skate, so Babe, I can't play hockey. Babe Ruth was short and fat. Yeah, but he could hit the ball. He could hit the ball in the different time zones. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm just I'm being contentious, you know. But that. I know, but see, here's the thing. I can't. And so for me to walk out there and go, God wants me to do this and all that, it's, I don't have the talent. It's like, um, what's the guy's name that that walks across the tightrope? Nick Walunda. Yeah. Nick, he was saying – he said, a lot of people think, 
he must be tempting God by doing this. He goes, no, I have this really extreme ability to not be uh, disoriented and, and dizzy. And he goes, and I can stay focused and I can, he goes, I have the ability. If you get up here and you don't have that ability, then you're tempting God. Yeah. He said, I'm doing what I'm able to do. He said, I, he goes from, and for him to tempt God, he would have to go and he would have to be doing something completely different that would be dangerous. You know what I'm saying? It would be uh, like... Chariots of Fire. What was that guy? Eric Little. That's Eric. what he said about his running. Even though his style of running in the Olympics was so against everything that the professionals had taught him. Yeah. That's when he said he could feel God closest to him is when he was running. Mm-hmm. And he ran for the glory of God. Yes. Even though he was so uh, so uncoordinated and so out of sync with what professional runners say that you're supposed to do all the right motions and all this, he got up there and was just flailing around, but he was fast. Why? Because God was with him. Yeah. And he used that talent that God gave, just like Nick Linda. Yeah. God's if, given him a talent. If you and I got up there and started walking across a tightrope, uh, that, that's not to say that we can't, Find a low tightrope and, and 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 try to walk across it. But for me and you to get up and walk across the Grand Canyon on a rope would be stupid. Oh, we would be tempting God. So there's a difference because you can take your talents and your abilities and you can use them to glorify God, or you cannot, or you cannot use them to glorify yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go going back to the example of Daryl Strawberry, uh, he had the talent. Could he have done the same thing as a Christian? Absolutely. Absolutely. His work ethic uh, and, and his desires were, were not because he was not godly. It, you know, just like the other guy that was a baseball player that was excelling and making good money and all that, and he was a godly person. The difference is one was content with themselves and the other one was not. Mm-hmm. And that's where you find the there's, difference. There's where the difference between stubborn and perseverance comes in. Yeah. Stubborn perseverance and, and, and Christian stubbornness versus, um, see, I'm Christian stubborn. If they tell me that I can't preach, like they want to shut churches down because of COVID, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Um, if they shut the grocery stores down and the liquor stores down and all that, then I go, okay, yeah, we'll probably need to stop. But until then, no, I'm not shutting down. Having a grocery store and a liquor store is two different things, even though in most cases liquor stores are grocery stores now. But here's the thing. It's, I, I understand. No, that. it's not the same thing. I mean, it is, it is the same thing in the sense that they could have people bringing the groceries and put them in your car where you don't touch everything. Yeah. But they, you're walking into a crowd of people. And, and 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 there's people in the grocery stores and, and you're standing in line and you're as close as people are in church mm-hmm. and you're touching everything everybody else is touching. Just to be totally honest with you, you're touching, and this is going to be gross, but somebody just picked their nose and wiped their butt and didn't wash their hands and then they walk into the grocery store and they and they grab a pack of cookies and they go, oh, I don't like that kind. I want this kind. And you go and grab the same like pack, pack of cookies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, and then, you know, they, they're like, we're going to, uh, we need churches to shut down. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I'm going to keep going. And if they wanted to come and arrest me, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to keep preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times that, you, that I'm preaching that people don't want to hear what I got to say. 
<laughs> I'm like, you don't like it, but you know, it's, 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 I was talking to somebody that they they have a relative that's homosexual and I was like, you know, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but that's just not godly. And, uh, and it, there's a reason for it, and, and, and it goes back to number one to understand what Scripture says about things like that. And anyway, we'll, we'll get off on the subject on that one. Um, yes. But here's the other thing too, John. I was talking in a group full of men, uh, and they was talking, and they was putting somebody down for committing adultery. And and I and don't get me wrong, I agreed that adultery is a sin. Yes. And I but and so I, is gossip. But look, so listen, I I, I got to where it hurts though. I looked at it and said, okay, guys, I'm just going to ask this and, and just asking a question. Don't get mad at me. But how many of you quit having premarital sex because you knew it was a sin against God? And how many of you quit because you got married? <laughs> you, know. You, know, you know how many of them changed the subject. See, so I don't mind saying the tough stuff. I know. And there's, so there's a difference. So you can, I think that there's, there's, there is that stubborn drive. Um, that to work hard and 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 do the right thing and be content with the Lord, and then there's but a lot of us a lazy person is going to be lazy whether they they have God in their heart or don't have God in their heart until they're inspired to do something or they within yeah. themselves to find something that they really want to do then they they're going to give it everything they got to them. Um, there are some that everything they got is just going to be mediocrity. Oh mediocrity. I, yeah. I'm, there I was got a, one in mind right now. There was a friend of mine who I love with all my heart. And this this guy, we'd have the talks and all that, and I, I would always encourage him. And he looked at me and said, you know, I just I just don't have organizational skills. And I said, yeah. And I said, uh, and, and I said, and you're just content with mediocrity. And he said, yeah. And... Uh, but he made a statement one time. He said, why would God bless me with more when I'm not even taking care of what I got? Which, that was, that was a point of realization for him. Though. Yes. He admitted it. Yes. Which, it, well, anyway, we'd get off on something else. But boy, we could get off on so many things off this subject. But, well, we're out of time. Oh. <laughs> next, I've got a beat to go to after this. Yeah, so. you got you got to dig with me. But listen, oh. Uh, on the next go around, what I want to what I want to bring in is is I want to bring in the difference between faith in in humans and in faith in God. Yes. Which goes back to the difference between perseverance and stubbornness. Yes. Because in one you have faith, and one you have stubbornness, mm-hmm. and stubbornness is from human beings. That's true. Okay. Well. Right. Time. Go ahead and close us in prayer, John. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you have questions, call Jeff. Don't call me. I don't have the answers. He does. Anyway, <laughs> Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. I just thank you for the opportunity to get on uh, some kind of social media and share just thoughts that are going through our heads and, and so others can realize that even though we may be so-called leaders in a church or a pastor or whatever, that we are just human beings just like everybody else. And there is another side of the pulpit. No matter how good a pastor, how good a preacher, how, how godly you may act or how moral you are, there is another side to the pulpit. Amen. Yes. Father, stay with us today as we go into our service here and through the week as we listen to this, this uh, media uh, cast here. Father, keep our hearts and our minds focused on you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.